Tristan Hopper has a special.
from one scarred hand to the other. From one scarred hand to the other. Somebody say glory. glory. <laughs> there you go. And uh, that just means praise to the Lord. He's the one that does it all anyway. Uh, go ahead and open your Bibles tonight to John chapter 10. And uh, I did <clears throat> want to hit those other points of my, my sermon t- t- that I had lined up this morning. I knew whenever I built that message that I said, oh man, that is a lot to cover. And my microphone on. There we go. Just realized it. There we go. Whoa. Okay. And get, let Jeff line, line that out. <clears throat> and uh, we're going to start out with security and then go on to Scripture. One of the things that I try to make sure of Whenever I talk to people about the Lord, and I know the guys will be wandering in here in just a little bit. They're not back yet, are they? I didn't see them yet. Okay. And uh, one of the things that I try to uh, go over and, and remind people when they ask Jesus into their heart is that God becomes their Heavenly Father. They become a a child of God. And if Jesus is your... You can just see he's back there with them. And uh, if Jesus becomes your heavenly father, they're all easing back and uh, lining up. He is your heavenly father forever. He is uh, something... you cannot change who your earthly dad is. I've never got past that illustration. Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So, and it says you must, he said this to Nicodemus, and he was using it as an illustration. You must be born again. He said, and you think, well, he was talking about something else. But Nicodemus understood him. He understood him because what did he say? What are you saying? I got to go back into my mother's womb. And that's when he said, no, 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 no. You're talking about a fleshly birth. I'm talking about a spiritual birth. You see, so Nicodemus was following him. He knew that whenever he said, you must be born again, Nicodemus, he was headed in the right direction. Jesus was just talking about a comparison. And comparing those two points. And so I'm real excited uh, for the bakers. I know that they appreciate your prayers. They covet your prayers. And so lift them up in prayer. And uh, John chapter 10 and verse 27. If you're there, we'll uh, look at these scriptures. John 10 and verse 27. Let's just read these four verses. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. 
My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And then he said, I and my Father are one. Now, some people who say that, uh, well, there's, he's teaching there that uh, we're one in agreement. Jesus and God, I and my Father are one. But the Jews who were standing there listening to him, they didn't see it that way. They knew what he was saying. He said, I am God in the flesh. I and my Father are one and the same. Why do I know that? Because look at the next verses. Verse 31, Then the Jews took up stones to stone him. And they were all upset. They knew. They said, it's blasphemy if you skip down there and read all the rest of it. And uh, so in looking at that, he was saying, I've got you in my hand. The Father has got you in his hand also. They got a double grip on you. You say, well, you can loose yourself. You can loose yourself out of it by sinning away grace. You can sin you can lose your salvation. But the Bible doesn't teach losing your salvation. There is a verse, and I don't have time to chase it down, that says, talks to the, uh, uh, I believe it's the Galatian believers and then the Ephesian believers, also the Hebrews. And there's three places, and it mentions this. You are, and it says this in the King James Bible, you are fallen from grace. But the word there and the phrasing in the context means this. If anybody tries to teach you that you can lose your salvation, the phrase fallen from grace means this. It's like, uh, let's pretend that uh, there's a couple of phrases in the Bible that mentions this. It says, um, it talks about going up to Calvary. Pretend this is Calvary, a cross, and it says you're fallen from, you walk up to the you see that this Jesus died on the cross. He's right here. And you go up to him. You hear the preacher or a story or somebody tell you about how to get to heaven. When it says you're fallen from grace, it means you're standing in front of the answer and you go away from it. Whenever you go up to Calvary and you say no, you're fallen from grace. You've never had it. It just means, that's when it says you're fallen. You went back. You went back. And so you're here. The answer's right here. It's right there. All I have to do is take it. All I have to do is accept it. And it's free. The price has been paid. And I turn away. In another place it mentions, uh, and we teach a lot of times Hebrews 6, that it relates to uh, security of the believer. But in, in really in doing that and in, in looking at the scriptures in Hebrews 6 and Hebrew 10, it says, is there any other sacrifice by which we can be saved? There's nothing else to draw us. There's only one Holy Spirit. There's nothing else that will draw you to crawl to the cross. There's nothing else out there. And so we have this opportunity, and if you go away, there's no other answer. There's no other way into heaven. And so that's the illustration that Paul uses sometimes. Speaking of his writings, so he's got a double grip on you. And then it says, uh, go to uh, Romans 
chapter 8 and verse 35, another real popular scripture concerning security of the believer. Romans 8, 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. This is a quotation out of Psalms. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, in other words, everything you can face, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Conquerors, overcomers. Uh, we, we can have a life of victory in him. Then he says in verse 38, for I am persuaded. Then that means the word there, it doesn't mean I've changed my mind. It means I'm convinced. The word persuaded there means convinced. I am persuaded or convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, and that refers to heavenly angels, the word principality refers to demonic angels, nor powers, and that means hierarchy of angels, nor things present, nor things to come. In other words, there's nothing here and there will be nothing tomorrow that can separate you from God nor height, nor depth, and in case you think there's anything else, or somebody said, well, none of that can separate you, but you can separate yourself from the love of Christ. But that word there, in verse 39, it says, nor any other creature, if you have a King James Bible, it says creature, but it literally means any created thing. That's what it means, nor any other created thing. And you and I are a created thing. You cannot separate yourself from the love of Christ, which harmonizes with Jesus' illustration, which harmonizes with John 3. You're born of the flesh, and then you're born from above. You're born again. God becomes your heavenly Father. But the thing is, isn't it great? See, God doesn't contradict himself. How are you saved? When you're saved, it is free. The, even the faith that we have, we just trust. We trust that Jesus is the Savior. We ask him to save us. So if we, got, if we get saved, if we get saved by grace, you stay saved by grace. If you got saved by works, you stay saved by being good. You see, I've often wondered when it talks about security of the believer, and I've talked to different ones, and I understand their logic, but their logic does not match the Bible. And I just, I just, mm, I just, but people sin after they get saved. Now I say, well, how many sins does it take? <laughs> kind of like that old commercial. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? <laughs> you know, and Al said three. Well, how many sins does it take to lose your salvation? Is it ten big ones? Excuse me. Ten little ones or one big one? Or is it uh, five medium ones? You know, how, how do you judge? How would you know? And then some people, they get saved. How do you, if you got 
saved. Uh, there's there's some denominations that teach that uh, there's one way to get saved and there's another way to get re-saved. It's two different routes. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, and it's not in the Bible. Again, it's grace. Because if I get saved by grace, I stay saved by grace. It's not my righteousness. I don't have any righteousness. I don't. Listen, there's nobody in this room that deserves heaven. We deserve hell. I'm only going there because he loved me and gave himself for me. And I accepted his free gift. And I stay saved, not because I am a good person, because even after I'm saved, I still have sin. In my life, in my heart, I mean, all of us and most of the sins in this room, you know, as we're trying to live for the Lord, most of the sins that we do are, are sins in our heart, our mind, and the things we should do, we don't do. That's most of the sins in this room. There's a lot of sins that we can do where we just say something we shouldn't say or do something we shouldn't do or something like that. Those are the sins. That, and you, we ask the Lord for forgiveness. But what that is is not to get saved again. That forgiveness is kind of like me having a falling out with my dad. If I don't, if I, we got angry at each other or if I just said, I'm not answering the phone anymore on Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. I'm tired of talking to the fella. I'm just, I'm not doing anything with Jim Reese anymore. You know, we could have a falling out that way. But is he still my biological father? Is he still my dad? I cannot change that. We can, we can have a falling out and don't speak till the cows come home, till I die. And sometimes God is seen in the Bible where God's had enough. And he says, it's time to come home. And he'll take his child home. He'll, he'll thump us, he'll whip us, he'll hit us, he'll get us, and, yeah, okay, and he'll call us home. And, uh, but that's, that's up. sometimes he's long-suffering, and he doesn't do that. Well, then lastly, oh, I'm thankful for Scripture. The Word of God says in John 1 that uh, Jesus was the Word, in the beginning was the Word, and uh, the Word was God. And then in verse 14, John 1, 14, it says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. In other words, His presence. You saw God in the flesh when you saw Jesus. And then, if you look at this Scripture here, of course, I'm going to fly here. Second Timothy 2, 15 just says, We study the Word of God, study to show yourself approved unto God. And then I want to hit this. You say, well, yeah, preacher, I, 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 the Word of God, that's important. Folks, we ought to run to it. We ought to cling to it. We ought to long for it. This, this Word of God here, you ought to have a Bible that you, if you're a Christian that loves the Lord, there should be a Bible in your life. If you're a Christian that loves the Lord, there's more to the Bible than just ink and paper. There's more to the Bible than just just words on a page. It's the living. This is Jesus in written form. That's what the word, the Bible says. I love Psalm 1, verse 1. It says this, blessed is the man. That means person, by the way, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That means this. If you, don't let somebody 
that's uh, 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 unchristlike, lost, unsaved, influence you more than the Word of God influences you. That just means, uh, blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. I guarantee you, the devil and God allows it just to see where you'll place your priorities. He will allow a naysayer, a critic, a, 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 a tempter. You just come up with all kind of names. He's going to allow somebody in your life or something. Get your eyes. Just, just when our eyes need to be here. Because what does it say? I mean, he... Is this, we need to tear this out of our Bible or we need to leave it in here. Blessed man that walketh not in the counsel of the godly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Remember what I preached the other day? You're a building block or a stumbling block. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Well, I'm just going to stand over here and the church, every time the church does something, I'm just going to run it to the ground. I'm just going to criticize it and I'm going to nitpick it. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to be the little whisperer in the background. That's all that is right there. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law, he's not doing verse 1, he's doing verse 2. In his law doth he meditate day and night. And if you're that kind of person, he says, the tree, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And bringeth forth his fruit and his season, his leaf. I preach it all the time. You can say you're saved all day long. But if there's no fruit, that's what it's saying there. There's, there's fruit. There's fruit. You're going to act saved sometime or another. <laughs> the fruit's going to come out. I was teaching the BTC class, and uh, we were talking about being a church that that replicates itself, folks. You don't. You're not a a uh, reason this church has been here for 150 years out here in the middle of this community is you've had people. They've been saved, and they've made other sheep. Now, I know we can't save anybody, but what we do is, is we point people to Jesus. We mentor them. We disciple them. We encourage them. And for 150 years, there's been somebody doing that, or this church would not be here. You see what I mean? You cannot just say, well, let's, let's just praise the Lord for Larry, Curly, and Mo, and that's all we need, just three. Let's just stop right there. And uh, no, no, let's go find somebody else. Let's tell somebody about Jesus. And uh, so that they might be saved. As we prepare for a hymn of invitation, let's pray. Father, I thank you for your words that show us that we are secure but our security is not based upon us. It's based upon you. And dear Lord, your scripture. This, again, it's a gift from you. It's not based upon us. But based upon you. We have to learn it. We have to know it. Just so we'll be able to know what you're, you want us to do. Help us, help it to be important to us. Help us, help it to be our delight, our craving to know you more. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.